Hey there, folks, and welcome to episode 75 Eddie and Caleb Zerocast. I am Caleb B. That's where you can follow me on Twitter. Follow Eddie at E-D-D-Y-C-8-5. Follow the show at EC underscore hero. Instagram is EC HeroCast, and our Gmail is EC HeroCast at gmail.com. As always, check me out every Thursday morning on the Grave Consequences podcast, a part of the Social Suplex Podcast Network. Eddie, it is August 24th. I'm out of quarantine, and my back goes out a day, like a couple days later, so that's awesome. But how are you today, sir? Oh, yeah, pretty good. No COVID, no back issues, so can't complain. That's good. I'm going to the Cairo on Thursday. going to get popped. That'll be a good time. Yeah. Usually yeah. is. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Or it could go really bad, and I hurt for the next few days, and then I get better. But we'll see, you know? We'll see. Um, let's go right into it. And the thing of this is... Today, folks, we are reviewing Superman Returns. That is right, the 2006 feature directed by not Brett Ratner, but Brian Singer, starring Brandon Routh and several others that we'll talk about. This was released on June 28, 2006, just three weeks after the last one, so we don't really need to update the people on what we were doing at the time, because just more of the same, right? Wrong. I did something okay. big in June. Yeah, okay, what did you do different, or what did you do big between June 7th and June 28th? I would love to know. Great question. Let me pull this up. Did you get someone pregnant or something? I did not. June 13th of 2006, I attended my second ever Major League Baseball game. And it was uh, during my first ever trip to uh, New York City. So I went to the old Yankee Stadium, and there was the uh, Yankees-Indians game. Yankees won one to nothing. It was Paul uh, Burr sir. versus Chen Ming Wong. It's uh, Guardians, sir. No, well, not back then it wasn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that was uh, the big New York trip. Did all the, you know, the... Times Square, um, let's see, it was um, a Chinatown, took the ferry, watched the, look at the Statue of Liberty, um, Little Italy, you know, all that good stuff. So, yeah, that's what I did. Oh, and a uh, an off-Broadway play, which uh, involved the biggest coincidence of my life. So, that's fun. Yeah. What, what, what do you mean? Please elaborate. Well... So I think it was we were coming back from Chinatown and the subway broke down and I figured out really quick when I saw the other people just going to hail cabs. I'm like, okay, this is what you have to do. I'm very good at assessing situations and quickly finding solutions. So uh, because you just walk up the stairs and you don't know where you are. You're just in some random neighborhood and got a cab, split it with these two girls, went back to the hotel, didn't think anything of it. The next day... You go to Times Square. I don't know if this is still a thing, but it was back then where you had to wait in this big long line for discount tickets on Broadway or in our case off Broadway because Broadway is expensive. But uh, yeah, waiting in this line for off Broadway, A Beauty and the Beast, which is really good, by the way. And who should come in line right behind us? The same girls that we split the cab with. And in a city of 8 million people, I thought, 
There's no way that that uh, happened, but it did. And, um, yeah, I, I, hadn't, I didn't even know they were, like, tourists, because I'm assuming only the tourists do the whole cheap tickets for Broadway. So didn't even know anything about them. We just happened to be on the same subway, happened to be needing the same cab, and, uh, yeah, saw them the very next day in Times Square. Pretty crazy. And I saw Rob Van Dam in Times Square before, so I don't yeah. know. Maybe maybe Times Square is just lucky for me. I just see I just see random people. Did you? Because okay, you went to June thirteenth. You went to the Yankees game. Did you go to Extreme Rules or not Extreme Rules? Uh, one Night Stand that weekend. Um, I went to the second uh, One Night Stand. So, yeah, that one where Rob Van Dam won the belt. Yes, that's where I saw him in the. Uh, in Times Square the very next night. Yeah. Because it's a very eventful weekend. Yeah, and I'll I'll tell you why I was I was happy to see him because the whole rumor at the time was oh well he'll just drop it the next night on Raw because they would never have Rob Van Dam in the as the world champion but they'll just do it for those fans. And <laughs> I'm in New York so I'm not watching and then I'm walking by and I see Rob Van Dam and I was like oh hey Rob great match last night and he's like thanks and then I realized I'm like wait. Raw's on right now. Rave Dam's in Times Square. He's not losing the belt tonight. So I was I was very happy about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny you mentioned Rob Van Dam because your champions in wrestling at the time, of course, on both Raw and ECW, because he was both the WWE and newly minted ECW world champion Rob Van Dam on SmackDown, you may remember. Wait, Rey that was 06? Yeah. Oh, I guess I did do the, uh, yeah, I guess I was in, uh, One Night Stand number two. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's I thought that was, okay, I thought that was 07 that I was there, because I went to New York two years in a row. Are you sure, are you sure I'm the one that had COVID? Because it sounds like you got COVID fog. No, I just, um, I know I went to New York two years in a row, and I thought One Night Stand number two, because that's the one I was at, with Edge and the motorcycle helmet, I remember that vividly. And I thought that was in 07, mm-hmm. but uh, I guess not. Oh, okay. So, yes, my first time in New York, then I did. Um, well, then maybe this was my second time in New York. So, uh, 05 okay. was probably my first trip well, in New York then. When, whenever you figure out when you first went to New York, I guess you can let me and the people know. Well, um, I was in New York for sure for this game because, as I, very quickly, I'm. Uh, I'm compiling my list of all my first-time trips to all the baseball parks, and I know for a fact the first time I was at the old Yankee Stadium was uh, a one-nothing win over the Indians, and it was Chen Ming Wong pitching, Rivera closed, Bernie Williams hit the home run. I can match that up right on Baseball Reference, so I know that is factual. So maybe I was in 05 as well, and I just forgot. That's possible. <laughs> 16 years ago sometimes i forget hey you know what i understand i understand i can barely remember what i had for lunch today but um <laughs> on uh smackdown oh by the way you said you mentioned you remember seeing rob van dam and one night stand two and all that do, do you remember how edge pin beulah oh god yeah Okay, on uh, SmackDown, your World Heavyweight Champion, Rey Mysterio, um, on, in TNA, 
<sighs> it's inevitable we would run into him again. Jeff Jarrett <laughs> is your NWA World's Heavyweight Champion. Why not? And in Ring of Honor, still still with his run of dominance, Brian Danielson, the American Dragon. Your number one song in the United States at the time. It, it's an earworm. I listen to it to this day. I love it. It's catchy as all get out. Some people hate the way her voice sounds. I love it personally. Hips Don't Lie by Shakira. Oh, man. That was a... Uh... You know, back when I was going to nightclubs, this was on the Mount Rushmore of songs that would be played in a nightclub. At least in the <laughs> early, early ish, early mid 2000s, this was like Mount Rushmore. It was every single week. Not that I'm complaining, but it was it was very prominent. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. I, I remember hearing this on Mix 96 here in Tulsa quite often growing up. Um, I think we've, we, we've covered the old time capsule. And with that, I think we can get into the, oh, wait, 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 the, the financials here. Pardon mm-hmm. moi. <laughs> this had a budget of 223, pardon me, a gross budget of 223 million. Gross and net were listed on the wiki for some reason. Um, and a box office of $391.1 million. So either way you slice it, it's got a profit line. And conservatively, it, it has a profit line of $168.1 million. Yeah, and I think much like X3, when you have a budget that big, you're probably hoping for a bigger return. Just a guess yeah. based on the fact that there was no X4 or Superman Returns 2. So, oh, um, my God. And they spent quite a bit of time setting up for his Superman Returns too, as well. Yeah, and by the way, it's uh, two hundred twenty-seven point six million in today money. Oh well, good for them. Yeah. Uh, starting to starting to catch up for sure. Um, <laughs> what was the uh, Rotten Tomatoes on this? I was very surprised. Uh, critics seventy-five percent. What the hell? Especially after, because uh, I almost did not see, oh god, what's it called, Reminisce? Remin- Reminisce. Yeah, I almost did not see it because it had a low critic score. By the way, great movie, loved it. Uh, I will uh, check it out on HBO Max. But yeah, it had like a 35%, I don't understand that. Um, if, if you like the old like detective noir genre, you'll probably enjoy it. But it's a good mystery, and I thought the setting was really cool with like the earth is flooded um so yeah and then uh, by the way fans 61 percent. so again i was a little surprised <laughs> but okay shout out to a friend of the show good friend of mine josh davis uh, apparently spent all of his workday listening to us so that's awesome uh he's turned around on you eddie so that's cool oh he didn't like me no he hated you because you're a dick what did I do? I don't know. That's the thing. I'm like, I'm like, Josh, you don't know this person. Why do you hate him? But the good news is he's turned around on you. That's true. That's all that matters. Exactly. Exactly. Far away from, from making a parody account of you. Well. Josh, it, I love you. It never even tweeted, so uh, I, I was flattered. But uh, there was no tweets, and I think you said it was deleted, so... Yeah. Uh, oh, well. But that's oh, when you know man. you've made it. 
Yeah, exactly. You've turned around. You, you've gained a, or you've converted a hater. So that's awesome. Wow. Good. Of course, he loves me. So, uh, so that was also a good foot to set out on. Um, so you said this was 75 critically? Yeah, which is okay. <laughs> uh, whatever. What I mean, get? if you got fans, I mentioned, well, I threw it in somewhere, but uh, 61%, which is still well, that's, like, okay. That's high, dude. Yeah, like, I don't. We must not. We must not have watched the same movie. I don't know. Um, I guess um, I'll have something to say about the cast because I have a really stupid analogy, but uh, I want to do it because it's funny. Yeah. Um, but history with the movie. So I kept mentioning for the longest time I had this on DVD. I'd never. Yeah. I, I I walked into the theater one. I don't know why I never walk into movies like I always pay. I'm not that guy. But for some reason I just walked into the movie theater. I saw Superman get shot in the eye with a bullet, and I'm like, ooh, I don't know about this movie, <laughs> and then just walked out. Um, but I didn't have tickets for it, but I think I just wanted to see, like, two minutes of it, and I just saw, like, two mm -hmm. seconds. It was, like, that scene exactly, and I was like, ooh, okay, that's interesting. Um, but then I was at my friend's house many, many years ago, borrowed a bunch of DVDs of movies I'd never seen, like... Um, uh, Euro Trip, Eight uh, Millimeter, uh, Superman Returns, probably maybe a couple others, and I watched them. I returned them, and I'm moving one day, and I'm going through cleaning out, getting everything boxed up, and I pull something out of the the TV cabinet, and it's Superman Returns. Like, <laughs> what? I don't own this. What the hell is this? I'm like, oh yeah, I did borrow this from my friend, same one I borrowed uh, X3 from, by the way, and I'm like, ah. Uh, I never did watch this, and I forgot to return it. And I told him, he's like, oh, just keep it, I don't care. <laughs> so, I still had never watched it. And then Sunday, I pop it in to finally watch it, and this cannot be recognized. I looked at it, scratched to hell. So, <laughs> I was like, after all that, I'll just watch it on HBO. So, that's my history with the movie. Well, that is quite an interesting history. I remember this not okay because the first time I saw this was like in 2009 or something. But in the lead up to this coming out, and it, it is a somber note that I mention this, but my grandfather was actually in, uh, sadly, in the process of dying in the hospital. So sorry to bum you guys out with that, but about a few days after this, my grandfather died. So that's how I remember this movie's release. To be honest with you. Ugh. Yeah, Captain yeah, Bringdown. Yeah, sorry to sorry to uh, be a killjoy, but such is life um, and death. Let's get to the cast. First, I want to give a dishonorable mention <laughs> to Parker Posey as Kitty Kowalski. Um, honestly, I thought her performance in Blade Trinity was bad. This may have been worse. Yes, thank you for mentioning that because I forgot. But yeah, this was uh, this was rough. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she was. Uh, it even mentions here in the Wikipedia, which, by the way, trust Wikipedia. It's it's a very uh, reliable source for sure. But that her character is based on Eve Teschmacher, but it's like no Teschmacher, like she <sighs> she was a fleshed out character, you know. Yeah. She didn't exist to. Uh, solely just to be shit on by Lex Luthor, but, you know, she had a get-back and everything, and character development throughout the movie, 
whereas Kitty Kowalski just kind of existed. Well, I'll also give a shout out to uh, Random Henchman, played by uh, <laughs> Cal Penn, who you might yeah. know as uh, Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. Yes, he was both Harold and Kumar. It was a great double role performance by him. Well, he uh, was, actually, he was Kumar, yeah. but uh, yeah. He's not random henchman. He's Stanford. Come on, dude. <laughs> I don't think they ever called him that in the movie. But... I don't think they say his name. I mean, it's it's just weird because, like, he does not look like a henchman at all. He looks exactly yeah. like Harold. He's just a stoner who goes to White Castle. Exactly, yeah. Exactly. By the way, the White Castle headquarters is in Columbus, and they just built a new headquarters, and it looks awesome. And it's like... Damn, I wish I worked in fast foods. I mean, not like line cook, no offense to the line cooks, but like corporate fast food, because that place looks awesome to work at. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see here. Sam Huntington is Jimmy Olsen. This guy was so annoying. Like, it's like they like took the worst qualities of the original Jimmy Olsen. <laughs> were like, let's pump him up to 11. Yeah, I, this was a um, this was a miss. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. God, there's like barely anyone worth talking about. Uh, uh, oh, oh, here's here's one. Uh, James Marsden, James, you gave up Cyclops for this. Yeah. <laughs> like, I have. Here's my stupid analogy. And sometimes, in, I mentioned this last week, but I, I actually have the analogy. Sometimes in sports, teams make trades, and both teams suffer. And the perfect <laughs> example is when the Yankees traded for Michael Pineda. And uh, I know John loves to admit when I'm wrong, so here goes. I was all in on Michael Pineda. I saw him pitch in 2011 with Seattle, and I'm like, this dude is like going to be a multi-time all-star he's going to be the future of pitching and when the Yankees actually traded for him I was like blown away I was like there's there's no way this is real life and he started off good and then 2015 2016 2017 his best year was a 4.37 ERA not exactly what you pay for and um, yeah just couldn't stay healthy just not good and then we had to give up our number one prospect to Seattle, and he ended up just being like a dude that could, um, he's like a sub-200 hitter. Like, neither team benefited. I mean, I guess Pineda did better in New York than Montero did was, in Seattle, but it was just like, was who cares? Pineda the one a few years ago, like six years ago now, who had to like serve like a 10-game suspension for pine tar? Yes, that was him. This Okay. <laughs> Yeah, he had 2016 a 4.8 ERA, and uh, that was actually the one year where he started all of his games, I think. So, um, it's like, dude, this dude. And now he's actually doing better in the Twins, but whatever, it's the Twins. But, man, I was just like, I was so excited to get this guy, and what a what a letdown. Just... Uh, Never lived up to it, and then Jesus Montero could never really get out of the starting gate for Seattle. So yeah, just one of those trades, and that's what James Marsden is. James Marsden is Michael Pineda. He left Cyclops, and that's why. And I read, I read that he his the reason he had such a limited role in X3 is because he had to go film this, 
And it's like, great, you were the cuck in Superman. And honestly, <laughs> if there was a Superman 2, I don't think you'd even really be in it that much. Like, his character didn't even need to exist, really. I mean, what did he do? Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll talk about him. Um, Ugh, had to get that off quick, my chest. On a personal note, um, screw you, Kevin Spacey. <laughs> also, screw you, Brian Singer. But yeah, um, yeah. I hate to admit that, it, though. He was a damn good Lex Luthor. <laughs> I hate to admit was, it. I'll give credit. He was, he was good, but not Gene Hackman. No, no, not Gene Hackman. And if you're, here's the thing. That's the comparison you're gonna draw when Singer gets the script and is told like, "Hey, you're doing a revival, and you're ignoring the third and fourth one." It's like, how arrogant are you? You know, you like. We're going to do a continuation, but we're going to ignore these two movies, as bad as they were. And then you make this turd. Yeah. You give me Kevin Spacey doing his best, but it's just, it's, he was fine. It's just like, you can tell it's, it's Kevin Spacey. So it like kind of stood out, but in a bad way, if that makes sense to you. It does. I, like I said, I thought he did really good. Uh, he's a terrible person, and yeah. again, the a couple years ago when he did his apology as <laughs> Frank Underwood, just the dumbest PR move maybe I've ever seen in my life. Uh, but, but yeah, it's. Uh, I thought he did pretty good. Uh, he had like the quirkiness of it. The problem was also a little bit for me was how the character was written. Yeah, he he felt like he was doing a Gene Hackman impression, I guess. But he's also a talented actor, so he kind of pulled it off. Okay, here's the here's the comparison that I will make, Um, because you have an icon of hero cinema and Lex Luthor, and you have an iconic actor, shitty person, iconic actor Kevin Spacey. You you mix those two together, and for some reason, it just didn't quite mesh well to me. It would be like if someone made a Christmas movie, say Miracle on 34th Street, and they cast Daniel Day-Lewis as Santa. (laughs) That'd be weird. (laughs) It'd be like, that's Daniel Day-Lewis. What is he doing playing Santa? Yeah, I I don't know. I probably liked him better. Like, if they were, if he wasn't uh, such a terrible person, I'd have been fine with him doing the role again in the new Superman movies. I mean, he's better than... um, Oh, geez. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, I just yes, forgot yeah. his name. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, who's yeah. just a really bizarre casting choice, which we'll get to in like a year. But yeah, um, but yeah he's a bad person, so Hollywood's done with him. Yep. Remember when he was like, I'm gay, right after, and everybody's like, that doesn't make it okay. <laughs> that, dude, that is the full on. This was the, okay. <laughs> Kevin Spacey basically said, Guys, I'm not a pedophile. I'm just gay, <laughs> which is the, like which is exactly what Andrew Cuomo just did. Yeah, except he's Italian, not gay. No, I'm not perverted. I'm just Italian. Oh man. Uh, sorry to any Italian listeners out there. Yeah. Also, sorry to any gay listeners out there that Kevin Spacey tried to use you guys as as a scapegoat. Yeah, uh, that's that's unfortunate that he thought he could get away with that. Yeah, exactly. So I'm but dying hey, to know, though. For, it worked for Caitlyn Jenner. Yeah. 
I'm dying to know, where is Kate Bosworth's Lois Lane on the Jenny Blake standard? Uh, it's pretty low, brother. <laughs> it's low. Yeah. It's three, maybe. Ooh. Um, not quite the, she's not, she's definitely, she's not Chase Meridian, but sorry, Dr. Chase Meridian, but she, yes, I, I respect psychiatrists, even bad ones. Um, but she was just pretty hapless brother. Yep. They certainly went back to the old, uh, the old Lois Lane bit with that. And, uh, I, this is so I it, I did have a laugh just because they did the one small bit where it's like Lois goes on the roof to smoke cigarettes and it just made me think of the original Superman when Lois is having a conversation with Clark with the cigarette in her mouth and she's just like, well you know Clark, uh, I've been working at the Daily Planet for a couple of years now and it's like it's just <laughs> the 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 least classy thing a, a lady could do uh, just to like talk with a lit cigarette in her mouth. It just looked bad, um, <laughs> and it was a weird thing to just throw in there too. Like you hear that, ladies? Eddie will not date a smoker. So if you, you if you want to date Eddie, you better quit smoking. I've dated a smoker before. Mm. Did you tell her not in the car? Uh, no, she did. She already knew that. She would go outside to smoke. Yeah, yeah. Can't believe people smoke in their own houses, dude. That's wild. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I do know someone who does. Uh, it's, I don't know. Good luck selling it, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I get, enough asides. Uh, <laughs> let's see here. We have talked Luther, Olsen, basically everyone except the main man. Uh, future star of cinema, leading man, going to lead us into the 2010s. Brandon Routh as Clark Kent slash Superman. What did you think of Brandon Routh? And specifically, what did you think of his performance compared to the first two of Christopher Reeve? Well, the most ex- I, I was disappointed to see that the the rumor of them using CGI to make his package smaller was a urban legend. So um, that's kind of what I was uh, researching. As far as his performance, he looks like Clark Kent and Superman. Yep. Even to this day, like, he, he looks like Clark Kent, man. Yeah, that's all I have, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> if yeah, we did not leave much of an impression, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess some of the cheesiness was okay. Like, I laughed when he told the people, like, don't let this experience deter you from flying. It's statistically still the safest way. Like, I liked that, but um, that really has more to do with the script than him. Uh, I don't know, Reeves just had a... He had a certain thing about him that uh, old Brandon did not, and uh, it's hard to put my finger on, but, I mean, it's Superman, so it's big shoes to fill. Big... Wow, his, dude, his filmography is, like, barren. Yeah. Like, there's, like, <laughs> nothing on here, dude. Yeah, did not, uh, did not make it, you know. Maybe if it they do right. a uh, Superman multiverse, he'll pop up, kind of like uh, the other ones, Spider-Man will. Oh. He did, uh, it's funny you mention that, because he was on Crisis on Infinite Earths, Earths, pardon me, uh, where he revised, uh, reprised, pardon me, his role as Superman. I just found that out on the Wikipedia. Oh, so he does voice work. 
No, no, no. On uh, the Arrowverse, on uh, friggin' Ooh, the WB. <laughs> or yeah, yes, CW. The, for- the former WB with its racist mascot. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's uh, Brandon Ralph. You you didn't stand out, man. Um. Yeah. Yeah, he did better in Zack and Miriam make a porno, so. That's cool. We're not reviewing that on the Hero Cast, though. So we already did that, our one. We had our one porno quota. Yes, we already we already filled that for sure. <laughs> Pun absolutely intended. Um, mm-hmm. are we ready to go to the plot? We're not missing anything. Uh, no. I think we are ready. All right, let's get her done. So. On the doomed planet Krypton, this is text, by the way, a wise scientist placed his infant son into a spacecraft and launched him to Earth. Raised by a kind farmer and his wife, the boy grew up to become our greatest protector, Superman. But when when astronomers discovered the distant remains of his homeworld, Superman disappeared. Got a little bit of a backstory. That's... I don't know, man. It's I can't. I'm sorry. I don't. Uh, I can't even form words right now. I'm just so <laughs> baffled that they were like, "Well, we need." We're calling it Superman. It feels like they had the uh, the the title of the movie picked out. They're like, "How do we make this work?" Yeah. Well, keep in yeah. mind, like you said, they got rid of three and four, which mm-hmm. I'm actually okay with because Toxic Avenger did the same thing. Yep. They were more. Uh, upfront about it but yeah stanley just straight up telling you they sucked but um <laughs> this is it's gonna be hard for me to keep my main criticism of the movie held until the end but uh i'll just say it now this feels not like a soft reboot which i think they wanted it feels more like a remake of the first one yes i am glad you you said that Yes. Um, and, you know, they might have forced in some plot points to be like, see, it's totally a revival. Yeah, it's, it's basically, oh, Lois has a kid who, by the way, doesn't do anything except throw a piano at a guy. Spoiler. Yeah. But it's like, that, that's really the only thing that makes you realize Superman was already here. Which yeah. you could have eliminated that, and it wouldn't have changed the movie. <sighs> yeah. Now. Plus, I mean, it didn't, wasn't, I thought the planet of Krypton was like, complete wasteland by like the beginning of the first movie and that's why kal-el landed on earth yeah this text didn't even make sense i know we're spending a lot of time on it but it's like so astronomers found like floating rocks of a planet that it's like oh hey they finally floated all the way to earth so what did superman do he had to go look at these floating rocks this floating chunks of his planet who cares for years (laughs) i guess so um but here, let me make a slight alteration. Uh, cut off the last line and cut out Lois's son, and then you've got a uh, a Superman origin story. You could this could have been a reboot instead of a a uh, sequel. So right off the bat, it's just like people already know. That's why there's not like a you know a Ben Affleck Batman. We know how Batman became to be. We've just seen it in several movies. So. Yeah. I think people know how Superman came to be. You give, you throw some text up. You don't say he returned. You could just say, and 
he grew up and he moved to Metropolis. Uh-huh. So, we... This scene, I don't know what the hell this was, but we open with some old lady dying right before she signs her will, but this mysterious person just kind of signs it for her, and it's Lex Luthor, in a wig, and then he takes it off, and everybody freaks out. Like, what the hell was that? Yeah, who... <laughs> I don't know what that was supposed to be! <laughs> yeah, why does it matter? Oh my god, he's been bald this whole time. What? Or was it... Was he disguised as someone? Who? What was this? Also, yeah, yeah just... Okay. Look. <laughs> I've seen the stepfather. Like, he doesn't just wear wigs. He grows out his beard. He does all these things. You know, puts on fake facial hair. Just hair is not a disguise. If, yeah. uh... If... If I wore a blonde wig to work tomorrow, people would be like, oh, hey, Caleb's wearing a blonde wig. Not Who's this new guy? Yeah, I don't know what this... What are, What was they trying to do? I don't understand. They just... Also, they why does... Hey, like, Lex Luthor... They could have scrolled text and be like, Lex Luthor found new fortune. I guess that's what it was. And, uh... But, that's what I'm saying. They could have just done it as a text scroll. Like, it didn't have to... Uh. Yeah, I guess that's what it was. Is... But then it's like the whole family was there watching this old lady die, and don't they get any of it, I guess? I don't know, or maybe... No, that's that's what he was doing. He was manipulating her on her deathbed to, like, write pretty much everyone else out of the will. Yeah, but then she died, and then he just forged her signature with her dead hand, as if that matters. <laughs> <laughs> she's already dead you could sign it yourself but but yeah he had to have a wig on for some reason yeah so anyway, we could take yeah or we could have just left this scene out and this could have been uh you know part of uh we could have just cut to lex luther and he owns a company and that's how we're introduced to him because this hey. is actually a or origin movie not a sequel or i don't know maybe cut that scene out entirely shave a couple of minutes off of the two hours and 34 minute runtime. Or that. Yeah, that's a better idea. Uh, we cut to Martha in her farmhouse and she sees a spaceship crash on her property and she goes to investigate and Clark is back. Or it could have just been a baby and um, Martha <laughs> and what's his face? His dad. Um, Look. Basically, what we're saying... Clark Sr., whatever his name is, I can't what remember. What we're saying is, you know, you make a few tweaks here and there, you release exactly. this in 2018, you call it Man of Steel, you never contract Zack Snyder to do a Superman movie, we're much happier. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, meanwhile, um, this, I guess, is part of the um, the returns part. Because Lex, he was in the Fortress of Solitude in the, in the second one. So he's gone back to it. And he sees the recordings of his dad, Superman's dad. And he gets the whole backstory of Superman. I'm sorry, do you mean Jor-El? Yes, Jor-El. Come on now. Sorry. Put some respect on his name. So Clark runs around a cornfield to pad the movie time. <laughs> um, he, uh, he goes back to the Daily Planet. While there, he sees there's an article written by Lois Lane about why the world doesn't need Superman, which of all people who shouldn't be writing that, it should be the person who had their life saved numerous times by him. So that's really yeah. stupid. 
it, it's funny to note that you know with this being a uh, not a reboot but a continuation that Kate Bosworth once jumped into Niagara Falls. That's true. She that yes, that is canon. Oh my god. So um, Lois Lane, you crazy crazy woman. Yeah. So Clark. Uh, by the way, Lois. At the end of Superman 2, Clark used Superman's memory-erasing power, which he has. Yeah, which... Okay, there is a huge plot hole (laughs) we'll discuss later. Yes. (laughs) I believe I pointed that out. Yeah, we we alluded to it, for sure. So Clark also learns that Lois Lane is engaged. She has a kid. But uh, Jimmy thinks she's still in love with Superman. Back at LexCore, Lex has a plan for a new world with this powerful crystal that he got from the fortress. And he's got, like, this city that's on top of a bunch of rocks with a bunch of trains. And he puts, like, just a little sliver of the crystal in this water. Or rather, Kumar does. And he uh, just causes, like, this big earthquake on the little model city. And then a big power outage on the whole eastern seaboard, apparently. So, um, apparently this also... Hey, speaking of... Did you know Superman and Lois got adapted into a TV series again this year? No. Yeah, apparently. Uh, Let me see if I can find out where. But this is called Superman and Lois. Um, You keep going. I will interrupt you rudely and let you know. All right. Well, there's so this I didn't understand. So there's like power outages everywhere. Okay, I get that. But there's a plane which Lois is on, which is carrying a spacecraft. But the space the plane starts to malfunction too, because the ground control that's like monitoring this plane is having problems. But how would that make the plane malfunction? It's not like they're connected. And how would a power yeah. outage affect a plane? A plane runs on fuel, not electricity. So I did not understand that. I get the communication might be scrambled, but like, how would the plane mess up? I didn't understand that. I'm I'm not sure. Okay, well, neither was I. But yes, Lois, of course, was on board doing a story about it. And then, um, yeah, there's just the big earthquake plane's having all the problems and um i wrote way too much on the power outage for some reason (laughs) Uh, anyway superman comes and saves the day and he drops the plane on a uh, baseball field during a game probably causing a postponement yes so definitely a delay for sure yeah and then he did give the good line about uh don't let this deter you from flying it's still the safest way um Anyway, Lois faints and slides down the inflated slide, which I thought was, like, really stupid. It was meant for you to laugh. Well, yeah, it 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 went, it took me way back to, like, um, um, I don't remember the girl's name, but it was Flash Gordon. And it was like, oh, he swooned over this guy, and it's like, oh, jeez. Are you talking about the one who's like, Flash, I love you, but we only have 14 hours to save the Earth. <laughs> Yes. Uh, I'm looking that up right now. By the way, uh, Superman and Lois is on the CW. It's a part of the Arrowverse, and it features the guy who played Superman in Supergirl, whose name I can't remember. 
Mm, Dale Arden was the character. All right. Well, that's good. Yep. Lois Melody. and Clark, uh, back in the 90s, was a pretty good show. Dean Kane. I mean, it's probably aged terribly, but... Uh... <laughs> are you, are you pro-Dean Kane? Are you a Dean Kane fan? Is that what you're saying? I liked him in the um, the show. I don't... You know. I'm just giving you a hard time, dude. I know what his politics are. I think he got suspended from Twitter. <laughs> or maybe it was either him or Hercules. Well, you know, all the strong the men in Hollywood are all the strong the 90s thing. men. Here's the thing about Twitter. Um, the Taliban is on there, so maybe their their things are just a little bit out of whack over there. As long as they follow the rules, Twitter said. Yep. I mean, they're they're not offline, but as long as they don't post any, as long as they don't tweet anything mean, that's okay, but <laughs> <laughs> no mean tweets, yep. Yes, take over a country, that's fine, but just do it mm-hmm. offline. Exactly, yes. Um, so yes, uh, back at the Daily Planet, Perry White tells everyone he wants every story to be about Superman, but Lois thinks the story should be about the blackout on the East Coast. Well, Lois, that's why you're not the editor. That's not what sells papers. <laughs> yeah, come on. We need, um... We need fear porn. Come on. Exactly. Come on. Tell people about the, 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 uh, how the power outage is related to Superman or something, and how Superman will, you know, suck out your breath when you're trying to sleep or whatever. I don't know. Superman was the worst prison. So the, uh, then Clark gets to say hi to Lois, but we also meet Richard White, her fiancé and nephew of Perry. And son Jason, Dick White. yeah, Dick White, and uh, their son Jason who has asthma, and one of Heisman. Mm-hmm. That's true, Jason White. You, do you remember? Do you remember Jason White? He was uh, Oklahoma, wasn't he? Yeah, had the bad knee, never played it down in the in the NFL, and actually sells. Uh, he's a spokesman for an air conditioner uh, manufacturer here in Oklahoma. That's good. Yep. Good for him. Good for you, Jason. Probably doing well. It's a hot summer. Yeah, sure enough. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, this is what uh, Cyclops left the X-Men for, to be yep. to be Richard White. Good good career move, dude. Yeah. Good career move. So, let's see. Later that night, Superman stops a bank robbery, and we get a bullet to the eye scene, which I mentioned before. Uh, Superman stops a car in which the... He should have just caught the bullet instead. Yeah. Wouldn't he at least blink? I don't know. That would have been much cooler. Yeah. Well, anyway. I thought that the villain with the machine machine gun posed the biggest threat in this whole movie. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, as we will see throughout the movie, that yes, that is the case. Um, Anyway, yeah, he stops this lady who's car the brakes don't work which that can happen it's happened to me as i'm driving that was scary but never does the accelerator like like <laughs> not stop accelerating so i don't know under, yeah i don't i don't quite get that but whatever um anyway superman stops that as well but it was actually just a diversion because lex was uh, busy stealing kryptonite Superman catches Lois smoking on the roof, and he gives her an interview and says that uh, he went to see the remains of Krypton, 
And then they he takes Lois and they fly around the city, which uh, definitely didn't do that in the original. Nope, didn't do that at all. Nope, nope. Hey, since uh, Superman was our first episode, maybe we should have had guys who are younger than us but look like us host this episode. Hmm, that could be. Hmm. Either or way. We could have just uploaded the same episode and see if anyone <laughs> noticed. Just titled it Superman Returns. And then yes. just cut out the part yep. about, this is our first episode. Yep, exactly. That would have been the move, for sure. Yeah, so he takes uh, Lois way above the clouds, and uh, look, that kind of that kind of science bunk might have flown in the late late 70s, but uh, come on now, that's not going to work. Now we know, like, now we know that she's just not able to breathe. Yeah, come on now. But she's not Kryptonian, sir. Yes, well, I mean, plus she'd be freezing. Mm-hmm. Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, they had to do. They did it in the first one, so they got to do it here. So Superman goes back to his fortress and realizes his crystals are missing. <laughs> Sounds really funny. My crystals. Yeah. No, not my. Cr- oh my! Like he's oh. Napoleon he Dynamite. Did you load? Don't women, forget to load the crystals. <laughs> women do that now, like collect, like sleep with crystals by their bed and everything. Yeah, Danica Patrick's a big crystal user. Really. Yeah, that's crystal probably meth? why Aaron Rodgers dumped her. Uh, no, fair not crystal enough. meth, just like, oh, I'm using the crystals to do whatever the crystals do. Improve my chakras. Yeah, that stuff. And I know I mispronounced chakra, but I don't care. So, Lois uh, does some trespassing here. She and Jason go to interview Lex on his boat, and... This is so weird, too. Like, they're walking around on the boat, like, no one's there. And then she turns around the corner and just sees, like, all of Lex's wigs. And she's like, oh, we gotta go! I'm like, what is with these wigs? Why is everyone... <laughs> I did not Seriously, get... I'm just gonna reiterate, a wig is not a disguise. Also, they're not scary. Like, she knew she was on Lex's boat, so... A wig alone is not a disguise. There's an episode of SpongeBob where he keeps trying to sneak into this club by wearing different wigs, and each time the bouncer catches him. Yeah, I I don't know what... I mean, I get he's bald and he might have wigs. I just mm-hmm. don't get why this caused Lois to freak out. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, and then she gasps and turns around, and there's Lex just brushing his teeth. So, okay. Yep. And then uh, the boat takes off before Lois can get off, and Lex gives Lois his big plan. Get this. This is uh, really creative. He's mm-hmm. going to um, accumulate. He's going to use the crystal to uh, raise the the rocks in the ocean above sea level uh, to basically form this gigantic island. And then he is going to flood, use the same crystal to flood the United States so that all of the land on the U.S. is worthless. So now, essentially, he has destroyed a large portion of land and acquired a new portion of land, and he will use this plan to make himself rich through real estate, which was a thousand percent not the plot of this first Superman. Remember, not the same thing. And yeah, and remember that of course, why would they lift plot points from the first movie? This is a sequel, not a reboot. 
I know. It's just... It's so stupid. It'd be like if I'm watching the new Ghostbusters and it's like... Um, I know it takes place in not New York City, but it's like this small town. It's yeah. like... If they're like, oh my gosh, this church is haunted by a by some kind of interstellar demon and she wants us to choose the uh, the, the destructor... It's like, oh, don't nobody think of anything. And then it's like, oh my gosh, I thought of the Michelin Man. And it's just this big, giant, white, puffy guy walking through the city. And it's <laughs> like, hey, it's different, right? Like, no. No, it's not different. It's essentially the same thing. Yeah. Ugh, this, is, this is a remake as far as I'm concerned. It may as well be. And that's this what's is... fun is like, if... Because as much as I dislike this, and spoiler alert for when we review it, like a year from now, this is better than Man of Steel. Yeah, Man of Steel. But still, this was advertised as a revival, as a sequel, as all these things, and you see what we get. Yeah, they they saw the success of Spider Man and X Men, mm-hmm. and we're like, and Batman Begins, and like, hey, mm-hmm. we can get in on this. Let's revive the Superman. That everybody liked, but cut off the the two bad movies. Great idea. What are we gonna do? I don't know. Let's just do a remake of the first one, but uh, throw in a kid. Okay, sounds yep. good. Mhm. I don't get it. Why not? It's the same plan. Just, <laughs> I mean, it just uh, come on. By the way, if you forget, uh, Lex's plan in the first one was to buy up a bunch of desert land in Nevada and. Like Oregon and Idaho and Arizona. He was buying wasteland east of the San Andreas fault line. Yeah, so just east California, Nevada, all that, nothing. And then flood California so that, you know, like Reno basically is like an oceanfront property, basically. Mm -hmm. So that was the plan of the first one. This is just on a grander scale, but it's the same thing. Getting rich through real estate by acquiring land and destroying other land. Yeah. Uh, that was cool in the late 70s. Yeah. It's 2006. Plus, his land that he gets is nothing but rocks, so you can't grow anything on it. I wouldn't even want to live there. Like, no. if I somehow made it out of America from my everything being flooded, I'm not going to be like, well, I can go to this Lex Island, which is just a bunch of rocks where they have no uh, no grass or trees. Or I can go somewhere else. Uh, I think I'll go somewhere else. Yeah. Anyway. Plus Lex kind of... I think people would be able to put two and two together. Like, hey, this rocks that just came out of the water happened shortly before America flooded. I wonder if that's anything to do with the guy that just raised the rocks from the water. Maybe it's just a coincidence, like like the ladies in the cab. Could be. Yeah. No one would put that together. Nope. Ah, this movie sucks. <laughs> um, yeah, that's his plan. And then Lex says uh, Superman won't be able to stop him because he's got kryptonite, which uh, has uh, not stopped Superman before. No. <laughs> he, no. Had well, it, he, he had it before, and Superman stopped him. Well, he needed some assistance in the first one. Yeah. Well, mate, Well, this is a, a remake, so he just forgot. He didn't. Uh, he didn't know that. He did not have a, a previous movie to reference. So as far as he knows, having Kryptonite, much like Gene Hackman, it's like I've got his weakness. I don't I, I don't need anything else. 
So yeah. Then Lex kind of notices uh, Jason flinch at the kryptonite, I guess. So he's like, "Hey, who's uh, this kid's father?" But um, I don't know. But they, yeah, yeah, that's the who teaser. Is, <laughs> who, who is the kid's father? But it's, it couldn't be Clark, because like Superman just disappeared, and she doesn't even know that Clark is Superman. And <laughs> should we point the out the big plot hole now? We may as well. Yes. Well, here's... Let, let me just remind you again. End of Superman 2, Lois forgets Clark Kent as Superman. So, as far as Lois knows, as far as this Lois knows, Superman and Clark are two different people. Mm-hmm. But Lois will soon learn that Jason is Superman's son. Okay, fair enough. Uh, Clark after he told Lois they were together in Niagara Falls in this romantic hotel room. It's entirely possible that is when uh, Clark knocked her up. But then if Lois forgot that, but was still pregnant, how does she wonder why this baby is a Superman baby? (laughs) Would she assume that she was raped by Superman, or...? That's the only logical conclusion that Lois could draw. Yeah. So, there you go. Big plot hole. No one thought of. Credit to us. Mm Mm-hmm. So then Lex leaves, and the guard watching Lois... God, I I mean... I don't... I don't know if we have, like, a a henchman ranking system, but this is, like, a negative (laughs) 1,000. The guard (laughs) watching Lois decides to go play the piano uh, with Jason. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm just recapping it, people. I don't get it either. Yeah. Uh, And meantime, Lois, thank God there's a fax machine there, sends out a fax of her location to the Daily Planet. So, worst henchman ever finally sees this, attacks Lois, but then Jason uh, uses his super strength to hit the guy with the piano, and then the fax comes in at the Daily Planet, and I thought this was hilarious. Richard just looks at it and looks at the coordinates. He's like, that's just off the coast! Like, I don't believe you would know that by looking at those numbers. I do not yeah. know Columbus's latitude and longitude. Yeah, I... Man, I mean, I know I, he's a pilot, but, like, uh, I still don't buy that. Yeah, find that hard to believe. And he's not even, like, an airline pilot. He's just, like, a pilot who um, does, like, the four-seaters, you know, like, just for a hobby kind of pilot. He's yeah. He's like a seaplane. That's kind of, that's what it kind of pilot he is. Yeah. So Superman flies in, but Lex already has launched a missile at Metropolis, which causes a big earthquake, uh, then a lit cigar, and causes an explosion on the gas line. And the planet on top of the Daily Planet falls off, but Superman saves that. Meanwhile, Lex has uh, left the boat in a helicopter and starts uh, pulling up the rock land from underneath the ocean. Uh, The boat is broken up by the rising rock land, just as Richard came to save Lois and Jason. But, of course, Superman saves all three of them. Yeah. It was inevitable. Now we're ready for the big, amazing, super action-packed climax? Uh, yeah. Hit me with it, pal. All right. So Superman then meets with Lex on this new land, which is filled with kryptonite, somehow. Uh, Maybe they explained it. Didn't catch it if they did. 
so Lex's henchmen easily beat up Superman because he's weakened because everything he's standing on is kryptonite. And Lex then stabs Superman with the shard of his crystal and dumps him into the ocean. Definitely didn't make sure he was dead. Yeah. Critical error by Lex. Dude, Lex was just full-blown Dr. Evil. Mm-hmm. Just like... And, and oh, man. just And I, I, as the viewer, I'm like, shoot him. Yeah, you could like, kill I, him I, right I, now. Stab him with the kryptonite. Stab I, him in the heart. I've got a gun. We can shoot him together. Mm-hmm. But Lex oh. is stupid, and Richard, Lois, and Jason rescue Superman in their the seaplane. And Superman is healed by the sunlight, which you know, okay, he that is that is something that he does. Yeah. So gets healed, reach reaches up for the sunlight. Uh, Lex and Kitty leave on. Oh yeah, Kitty's in this. <laughs> yeah. Kitty. Uh, yeah, they leave on the helicopter, and she's like, are you really going to kill more people? And he's like, oh, yeah, billions. And she then tosses the crystal out of the helicopter, not wanting anyone else to die. And mm. uh, there they go. Yeah. Then Superman lifts the giant landmass that Lex created and tosses it into space, then falls down to Earth. No big fight, just that. And the doctors try to save him, but they can't use any of their medical tools because his skin can't be broken. And then Lois takes Jason to the hospital, and she just gets to the Superman's body somehow. I don't, you know. Like, they just, like, earlier they're like, oh, how are we going to even see him? And then Jason just, or uh, Richard's like, well, you're Lois Lane, you can do it. And apparently that was all it took because... So, so yeah, at this point, like, Lex is already on the island... Superman's good to go, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, we, we've got, what, like 20 minutes left in the movie at that rate? No, probably 10. Yeah, and they're just world building. Yeah. It's like, why didn't you do this at the beginning? No, no, no. Can't do that. No. And then she whispers a secret to Superman. We assume it's Jason is your son. Which no, again... what, no, no, that's not what she whispered. What'd she whisper? Um, the whisper uh, song. <laughs> damn it! Yes! That's exactly what she whispered. Yeah, so we assume it's Jason's your son, and I don't ever remember us having sex, so you uh, must have raped me. Did you rape me? You're going to court. <laughs> that Oh yeah, that was a good... I, I, I'll give him credit for this. I did like that Lex Luthor was able to say that he got out of jail because Superman never appeared in court. I like yeah. that. That was a good. That was good. I'll give the movie credit for that one. They at least. Yeah. They 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 fixed that plot hole. They did not fix the plot hole of Lois, assuming that she was raped. Uh, I mean, but she seems okay with it. So. Yeah. She's like, well, at some point we we had sex. I just don't know when. <laughs> or maybe maybe Richard's Superman. Probably not. Maybe. Maybe he's Cyclops. Yeah. Yeah. So, let's see. Um, so yeah, it says, Jason's your son. We see Lex and Kitty are out of fuel, and they're straying on a desert island, and Lex is going to eat her dog. Stupid. God. And that's the last we see of Lex. <laughs> yeah. So, let's see here. This is going to come out in two weeks, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So, that's... 
help me out here. <laughs> well, we got a V for Vendetta <laughs> dropping on the 25th, and then X3 uh-huh. on the 1st, and then September 8th. This. Yes. All right, sweet. I just wanted to clarify. All right. So then uh, Superman speaks to Jason when he's asleep and gives him the same speech that his dad gave him, which seems like it would be better if Jason were awake for this. Yeah. And then he shows up to uh, Lois, who is writing a piece called Why the World Needs Superman. So she's just a a flip-flop journalist. Mm Mm-hmm. And Superman says he's back for good and then flies into space to look at Earth. The end. Yeah. And we never get a sequel. No, that's okay. Yeah, I'm not complaining. Superboy. No Superboy. Yeah. You know what they should have done while they were world building? (laughs) Have Superman get a dog. Name him Crypto. Hey, might as well. Oh, man. What did you think of... uh... The remake of Superman, but not really. Okay, look, first off, they lied to us when they said this was a sequel. Second, this was long and boring. And they're lucky. They they count themselves lucky that, as a director, I respect Brian Singer. It's four out of ten, and that's the best you're getting from me. Four out of ten. Uh, Uh Yeah, um... You know, if there were, uh, it's just, it's so, it's, it's, it's hard because there's, there's been multiple good superhero movies that have come out at this point. There's really no excuse for something that, that's, you're just like, well, we don't know. Let's just basically do a remake of the first one. I don't mm-hmm. understand that. I mean, if you wanted to do a remake of the first one, then just do a remake of the first one and say we're going to, you know, carry on that, but we're going to do it just a little bit differently. Okay. But, yeah, they they didn't. And like you said, it was two and a half hours. That The, um, the review I gave is not one of the longer reviews. The, the plot notes that I took was not one of the longer plots I've had to write down. So there was a lot of just filler and well it's because we watched the movie once back in april of last year i don't know um four is what you gave it i don't want um yeah i think a four sounds about right honestly all right matching fours you know what that means ed what's that mean x3 won the trade yeah i guess you're right yeah I gave X3 a 6, you gave X3 a 5, either way, 5 and 6, both better than 4s. So, congrats, Singer. (laughs) Yeah, although, um, I think, yeah, I guess X3 barely won. They were were the Yankees in this case, although they both kind of lost. But uh, I will say this, uh, neither X3 or Superman Returns made me, like, excited for a sequel. You know, like, I when I walked out of X2, I remember my friends and I, we went and had a steak and shake because it's right by the theater we saw it at. And we're just talking like, oh, man, what if they do Apocalypse and all we, And we're just really excited. You watch X3 and it's like, oh, man, what, what? how do you move forward from this when you just killed off half your cast? 
<laughs> and then Professor X is going to be just some new dude that we've never even seen before. And it's the same with Superman Returns. It's like, I'm not really that excited for a sequel because it's like I've seen the sequel of, of this and it was actually pretty good. It had General Zod. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I just, I don't know. I was going to ask you, like, in a hypothetical, when you get a sequel to Superman Returns, who do you have as the villain? And then it's, oh, Zod. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, it's like if they wanted to just be like, hey, by the way, let's pretend number two doesn't exist, too. It's like hey, you might as well at this point. So, yes, yeah. you can bring in General Zod if you want. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, I guess Brainiac. you could have Lex Luthor, <laughs> Brainiac, Parasite, I don't, you know, whoever. <sighs> yeah, it was not good. Um, no. I, next week's movie I have never seen before. I'm hoping that hey, maybe it has some charm to it. Uh, I'm not super optimistic, but we'll see how it turns out. Next week, folks, we are reviewing My Super Ex-Girlfriend, starring Owen Wilson. No. Luke Wilson. <laughs> Luke Wilson and Uma Thurman. <laughs> and you can watch that on HBO Max. I, myself, will be watching on a DVD that I bought at Vintage Stock. So mm -hmm. I have that to look forward to. Yeah, I'm... Looking forward to seeing if I've ever seen it because yeah. I have a very interesting my history with because I think I've seen it, but I can't believe this came out in 06 because when I picture myself watching it, I'm in a house that I did not live in in 06. So mm. um, maybe I'm just um, not maybe I'm definitely misremembering something. So either I picturing the wrong house or the wrong movie. We'll find out next week when uh, I actually review it and tell you if I've actually seen it or not. Yeah, for sure. But one for thing's sure. for sure, I might have seen it. <laughs> hey, the only thing for sure about Eddie is nothing's for sure. Um, mm -hmm. You got any quotes, bud? Oh, man, that's your job. Oh, here's one. Here's one from Perry White. This has a, this has a nice uh, little... Hey, oh, by, by the way, Perry White, uh, Frank Langella, uh, good, good, good call. Yeah, I agree on, yeah. on that casting decision. We didn't talk about him, but he didn't do enough. Yeah, yeah. I will say, like, to whoever was casting Man of Steel, uh, they're like, let's make Perry White black. It's like, okay, that's cool. Uh, Lawrence Fishburne, good choice, man. Good choice. He, he looks like a black Perry White. <laughs> okay. Am I wrong? No, he was a fine choice. Yeah. But anyway, enough about Zack Snyder and his, his whatever. To quote Perry White, ha <laughs> Lois, Pulitzer Prizes are like Academy Awards. Nobody remembers what you got one for, just that you got one.
again.